Start talking. Any of you start talking. I said, you do the episode now, goddammit. Are we recording? James we are is, recording. Yeah, oh, rolling. oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> sorry. How <laughs> man, what's my no, name? Wow. This is the most. Watch it, John Redcorn. Sorry. <laughs> This is one of the most bizarre cold opens I've ever been a part of in my professional career. We've been doing that lately. Uh, it's me, your boy, James O'Brashfield. Welcome to Teach These Devils. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, this episode of Teach These Devils features a very special guest. Jason Dunlap is in the motherfucking stewed. It's a return. What's up? You're back again. I'm back again. We have a lot of return guests, but we've never had such a large gap. Right? Well... The world fell away. I, you were, you yeah, it did. You were on one of the f- uh, first iterations of Teach These Devils here in the Ox. I know. Teach These Devils is brought to you by the Ox and made in the Ox, Golden Ox Studios, the paterfamilias of which is in the booth right now, Jeremy Demery. Bird up. There he is. You know what it is. So good to see, so good to see him. It's great to see everyone, man. We just, like we just fucking kicked it like for the first time in a long time. This it was great. so fun. It was really fun. We had a nice full day. We burned all the good conversation. All of it. No, we just talked about stuff that we don't want to get in trouble for. Exactly. Yeah. So so, so, so to go back to what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> There should be many edits in this, uh, by my estimations, because we planned on not doing that. Exactly. But uh, Jason is here. Um, you might know him as the uh, guitar player in such bands as Name Them All, Jason. Uh, well, <laughs> there's only only one that's really there right now. Royal okay. Beast's been doing that for the past number of years Dang. now. Yeah, survived the pandemic. Uh, kind of slowly marching forward, but uh, in this you know in this late period here also gotten a new project up and running yeah um that's kind of uh super secret uh and i'm playing with some of members of some of my favorite bands locally in cleveland break that news man uh it's well it's it's basically it's members of royal beasts key to the mint and slugfest have decided to join forces in in some sort of way and uh we are you got my man in there no, we have it's uh it's it's myself and it's uh Jeff Steinwalks, uh also of Royal Beast, and then um Michael Lucky Luciano of the drummer of Slugfest. Okay. And Albie Anderson, the bassist and multi instrumentalist of Key to the Mint. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's up a real super group going on there. Cleveland Super it, Group. I got I, you guys taking name suggestions? Uh yeah. Oh yeah, because we're still really in the writing stages of where this is at right now. What if I called you guys eggplant and the May Maze? Or booty, booty in the butt plugs. Booty, booty in the butt plugs. Egg. Oh man, what about booty in the eggplant butt plugs? Eggplant, eggplant butt plug. No, you don't why want to eggplant? do butt plug. Why? Why egg? Because it's it's vulgar and obscene. So you want the like? It's the most obscene fruit. What about? <laughs> we were gonna go for a short band name, but then we decided on a long one. Exactly. That's pretty long. Isn't that always the issue? So what we, about we get, Radiohead? Man, we <laughs> we have that conversation a lot. Like. About 
I think it's with any band that you form or start or join about, mm-hmm. you know, that that crucial step in the process of naming the band, right? Radio Hardest hand, part. Radio hand jobs. Ooh. There you go. Radio like ga- Lady Gaga. We're, 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 I think we're close. <laughs> I think we're close. I think we're close. Mick Fleetwood. Ooh. Okay, what if we switched it around? Well, his nickname is Mac, so what if we flipped it? Ooh. Fleetwood Mac? Wait a minute. Did I just break news? Did you not know that? Man, that's a good idea. Oh, right? wait. No, I knew that. What would your band name be then? You would be... The Moors. <laughs> your nickname is... Your, no, I'm saying take the oh. take the Mick Fleetwood oh. concept. And, Jeb and, Brass. Brass Jeb. Brass Jeb. Bra- brass Jeb. Brass Jeb. Yeah. Mine, brass, mine isn't... Brass McJeb. Mine isn't nearly as fun. <laughs> what would yours be? Mine would be... Uh, Nick Fleetwood, Nick Fleetwood, Nick Fleetwood. Mine would be uh, Wayne Regretsky. Wayne. That's hard. That's getting me hard. Wayne Regretsky. I'm aroused. I like it. But no, it's, it's so I personally am a fan of, of really not long names at all. And, and so I'm, that's always a, a delicate process. And so we're currently discussing what that's going to be. But I also think like you have to name a project after something. Well, after you figure out what you are and what you sound like, and to be totally honest, the fun part of where we're at right now is we're in still, we're, we're still in this really wonderful gestation period of we're still figuring out what we're going to sound like and what we're doing right now. Yeah. So we're just fucking around and and having fun. But I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be back playing with people and in a room how did you how did you navigate the pandemic with the band did you guys do any like in in studio stuff like how how did you stay relevant so royal beasts uh we we the only so we we would get together and mostly (laughs) we would get together as frequently as we could which wasn't very frequent at all we kind of didn't do a lot of writing during that time we just kind of really kind of were shoring up what keeping solid well yeah because the whole thing is back in 2019 our plan going forward was okay we're about to record the second record we're about to go on tour and we're going to keep pushing forward with all this and then the world fell away and for those few months we just didn't do anything like like everybody um and then thankfully what kind of got us out of this sort of uh phase of moving forward non action I yeah, think was non action is a good way to describe where it. we've been. Yeah. But uh ingenuity hit us up and we were able to to do a virtual set for them because last oh, wow. year they ended up doing last September they did uh the virtual ingenuity festival and they I came, didn't even know that. Yeah it turned out really fantastic and they came to us and they said uh hey you can either live stream a live performance or you can record something okay and uh the way that the four of us operate we're immediately like well we're gonna we're gonna record something and, and put our best foot forward it makes so more sense yeah it's, so we it's spent, easier to have something that's not detached if you just also, make it and give it to them absolutely and also like i i don't know in in watching in watching artists perform and do their thing during 2020 mm-hmm. especially watching live streams of things i, I just it felt I didn't like it personally. I, just, I was gonna, I felt, I, that's I, yeah. I wanted I, to ask you how you felt about the streaming thing because for comedy, it's not really an option. I don't think, mm-mm. but for music, it's not a bad idea. I, it's not, but if it's the thing is though, in the beginning, what it was was it was bands that were just 
taking their iPhone and setting it up in a corner of their practice space mm-hmm. and like streaming them on Reddit. Yeah. And it sounds terrible. Sounds like absolute shit. Yeah. And and so we looked at this opportunity with ingenuity to say, like, well, rather than live stream it and run the risk of like shit going sideways during mm-hmm. the actual stream and everything. All right, we're gonna we're gonna record something. So we ended up taking uh two weeks and we recorded a set in our practice space with uh we had it was a six camera shoot Mm -hmm. so i had five still cameras then we had one roving camera that uh, a friend of ours did did the camera work on and played a live set and then uh our drummer alec ended up taking all the audio from that because we also mic'd everything up and recorded it live he ended up working the audio mix on that and then i did all the video editing over it so we ended up making like a 40 minute performance that's really immersive in terms of just the visual perspective of it and it's it's not just watching a band play okay. we actually really tried to make it like a concert film of was sorts. it live like it was us performing live. live in our space it's 100 live the audio is 100 live and then that's really cool what i did is i superimposed a lot of our visual live show over our live performance okay and uh it it, it we sent it over to ingenuity and it went over really really well and uh Sadly, that's the only thing we did in 2020 to answer your hey, question. At yeah. least you did something. Yeah, and then then the dust sort of settled, and at this point now we're, um, you know, picking back up with our initial plan. As hungry as we are to start playing shows again, we're mm-hmm. we're picking up with our initial plan from 2019. Getting, How come you guys haven't been at the fucking hot dog yet? For that reason, because we want to just we as as again hungry as we are to play we want to just go back to what we were doing of getting the second record done okay and focusing there and also i mean we had to have some really honest conversations with each other during that year and as artists and bands go we all collectively were kind of like we also want to do other other things yeah. you know we all we, we want to explore other things and so you know um two of my other bandmates have an incredible project uh that they're a part of called factual brains shout out incredible um okay. and jeff and i are doing kind of our a different style of stuff that we want to do but the beautiful thing about royal beast is it's it's always still there and it's it's yeah. you know we're 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 exploring our polyamory as a band <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. That's his. Well uh, yeah, said. but no, I, it's it's been um, it sucked, man. It was a hard. It it, it, sucked. it really and, was, and, and I hate like everyone. I I feel bad talking about the pandemic, but you were just saying that before we took a break to before we came back here to the Ox, you were saying it feels like this shit just ended a couple months ago. Really, yeah. If you really look at it, and it's like when when we were eight months in, I was like, it's eight months of this, it's nine months of this. In reality. I was already a couple months behind, and now it's 2021. We're halfway. We're over. We're damn near halfway through 2021, mm-hmm. and we just got out when, like, it wasn't June. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't May. It's maybe April. Right. That's four months. So we've had two months of fuck it. Right. Right. And it's come to Jesus time again with all this I, bullshit. I think it is right. It feels I'm- a lot like last february february before last what were you feeling then i a nervousness i was i was like they're gonna shut the country down i Mm. called it and now i feel like they will never do that again 
You know, and they, I feel like it was just optics of the country being shut down. I still had to go to fucking work. You right. know what I mean? Like it was, it was weird, but I, I want to put it all behind us and I want to move forward, but people still won't get fucking vaccinated. People are still fucking not taking precaution. People like Lollapalooza is going on right now. Yeah. Fred Durst and them are playing tonight and I'm not going to miss it. No, I know. That's why we, yeah. I appreciate you squeezing me in to do this interview before. <laughs> Have you been have you been watching Lollapalooza at all as a musician? No. It's terrible. I couldn't even tell you who all right, let me all right. Let me see if I can I can I can we play a game? Yeah. All right. Let me who's at Lollapalooza? Okay. Today or in general? All right, I mean in general. I would never be that close. All right. So if Limp <laughs> Biscuit is there, is that a similar are, are we in the same kind of realm of other bands that'll be there? Um, so like is corn there? No. Okay. Uh, God, I don't even know who's who. Who are bands still? Is it more relevant bands than? It's bands that you, you and I would have no fuck. Oh, then fuck it. Limp, is, Limp Biscuit is the highlight. Limp Biscuit is what I'm excited to see because ah! last time they played at a festival, they burnt it to the ground. That was Woodstock '99. Yeah, I was there. It's the, that just you were there. I was there. What? I was there. Oh, we gonna talk? You want to talk about Woodstock '99? That documentary just came out. Music Box on I HBO Max. I haven't seen it. But you got to tell me I a little some, bit about I have this. Some, I have some good stories about it. All right. Man, go on. All right. So I am going into my senior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, class of 2000, shout out. So summer of 99, <laughs> summer of 99, uh, myself and two buddies and my younger sister and my mother all go to Woodstock wow. 99. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You went to Woodstock with women. <laughs> no, I'm serious. My 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 sister and my mom. Yeah, I, you, your sister, yeah. and your mom, and and two friends of mine. Two friends of so yours. I two went, guy friends. Two little yeah, little yeah, yeah. Dudes? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're high okay. schoolers see, going into going into senior year. We're you know big You're big big fellas, big boys, right? Big boys. Look at me. I'm huge, right? Massive, massive. West Staines, massive. 140 pounds of sex of sex and violence and lean trims but anyway so woodstock 99 <laughs> we're drinking champ we're drinking champagne we're drinking champers, in this champers out of styrofoam cups because we're bosses like a couple Do you need of the top up yeah always I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna tell us woodstock this, 99 the story. this, this is, is the for, only time i ever saw biscuit only time i ever saw limb biscuit i saw rage against the machine that's incredible i saw cheryl crow sexy i saw jewel you were there i saw saturday I, I was there and Sunday I saw the chili pepper. All right. Anyway, so I'm getting, get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. So we roll into New York and, um, it's this whole setup of like, there's the, you have like your camping area okay. and then you are not allowed to take anything inside of the, of the, of the event at all. Now they hosted it on a fucking air force base. Yeah. Now, for those not aware, an Air Force base is literally just four miles of concrete. Pretty much. That's all that it is. No trees, no shade, nothing. It's where they land big-ass planes. Exactly. And there's a couple hangars that Mm -hmm. are around, right? Well, during the daytime, you weren't allowed in the hangars because they were getting it ready for, like, these night, like, dance parties and shit. Yeah, Yeah. it was the 90s. So, yeah, raves were definitely there. Moby. Yeah, uh... Uh, Fat Boy Slim. Boom, boom, Who boom, else was around? Boom, there? Give me some boom, other boom, 90s. Boom, boom, boom. Chemical Bros. 
Oh, you know, you know your nineties. Uh, tricky prodigy prodigy. I fuck with prodigy. That's why I know that smack my bitch up dude. Prod fat of the land is one of the most mm. underrated and not listened to albums. Like my mom would probably like that if she listened to it. Do you think so? Dude, fucking uh diesel power. That's dude. It's like, it's mm. like, I wish tricky was on it. <laughs> like it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I just got back into Tricky thanks to the Jan man. So Shout they out. were so they had those parties every every night and I have a I have a story about one of the hanger nights. I okay. I started dancing. Fat Boy Slim was actually spinning in one of the hangers on one of the nights that that I that you know, I don't know, Friday, Saturday night. And um I had eaten a Swedish fish uh hit of acid. And Whoa. and so I'm walking around and I ended up making out with this like dirty hippie um in this hangar with fat boy mm. slim kind of spinning that just, in there were the these background. weird surreal memories like that. Right. So, so at any rate, you can't, you can't take anything into this to, to the event itself. So you're, and it's the middle of, you know, it's, it's, I think it was late July is when yeah. the event happened. July 23. Yeah. Yeah. And before and, and after it was just hot as fuck. And it was like $8 bottles of water, $12 Jesus. burritos. Jesus. And each 99. stage, and each stage was about a mile to a mile and a half apart from oh, each other. Wow. And so if you were to go to one stage and watch whatever and then head somewhere else to go catch another show, mm -hmm. it was a mile and a half walk on pavement in the middle of summer with $8 bottles of water because you weren't allowed to take it. Anyway, so, wow. so it made sense by the time Sunday rolled around that like everyone was pissed off. Yeah. Everyone was was you just included. I guess so. I was I was I was more or less. I was Senior seventeen. Year is like that's like a memory. I was seventeen, yeah, like man. I didn't give a fuck. This point. You're immortal when you're seventeen, right? Yeah. Like you're like uh, nothing bad is gonna happen wow. here, and this this is a trip. So Sunday rolls around, and um, that night well the night before i think was like it was like limp biscuit corn and rage against the machine yeah, all is, like played back to back to back all i wanted and then metallica yeah and just fired everyone up hi, like hi, hi. everyone up and then sunday rolls around and i remember the offspring played and during the offspring set this this really wild like garbage fight kind of started garbage and sauce. everyone's just picking shit up off the ground and just throwing Heaving it, it. All over, so all over the crowd, you see just trash being thrown around. It's getting up on stage. The band starts throwing shit back at, at it and everything. Wow. And then I don't remember if there was another set, but then it, who closed the festival were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So the Chili Peppers come out on stage, and they started playing their set, and then they fucking covered Hendrix Hendrix's Fire, yeah. and it was a dope cover. And I remember in that moment, I looked behind me, and one of the fucking audio towers was on fire. On fire. So you were unaware. Oh, no idea. Because it all started wow. in the back of the crowd. Yeah, way back in the back. Because basically what it was was in between the two stages in that mile and a half walk is where you had all of like the commerce and shit. Okay. So where all the shit started was people like just started looting like the vendors. That they were like started, stealing burritos, okay. stealing water, water, just whatever. Because the vendors were like, it's I don't give a fuck. I get, right. I get paid whatever. I don't give a fuck. Now Take in it. the documentary, they show that they stopped the show. And then the guy came out and was like, they're going to come back, but you need to make way for the fire department, blah, blah, blah. They did. And then you see the shits on fire. And according to uh, the guy who, the mayor or whatever, he's like, you got to go back out there and tell him to move out of the way for the fire department. And he goes out there and they show it verbatim clip. He goes, make way for the fire department. 
And then you hear Flea in the background. He goes, you want to do it? He goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how they went into that song. Yeah. And then Flea's dick and balls are out. Hold, oh, they came out. Yeah, they came yeah. out with their, with their, with their cock and socks yeah. and everything. Yeah. I didn't realize that was... Flea so goes, they did want to do it because they did. They did come out and they made an announcement, make room for the fire department, and that's when we kind of turned around. And we're like, "What the fuck, yeah. dude?" And that, I mean, pun intended, lit everything off. Bro, like, went off so that. from there, the Chili Peppers finish their set, and by the time their set's done, so much of the field is on, like, or not field, but so much of the property yeah. is on fire now. There's there's many medium sized fires building yeah. up. Yeah, some large. So. <laughs> so, so I'm with, I'm with my two, my two friends that we went with and we end up going back to the campground. Also, I, I'm just, I hope the documentary explores this, but like the mud and shit. Well, dude, there were people like they, they didn't clean the, the porter potties out the entire weekend yeah. and people's campgrounds were literally flooded with human shit, human waste and mud and water. Just, just, just awful. And people were, the, when you see people in the mud, like from the first or second day, that's just shit. It's shit. It, they woke up. They, they, than they shit. literally woke up in shit, in human. Could you imagine? No. What would you do? If I woke up in a puddle and you, of you shit. you smelled shit. I would go home. Okay. I would leave. Yeah. And take a shower. Right. Burn my clothes. Put some new ones on. And fucking <laughs> get food, water. Here's what's fun about that scenario at Woodstock, though. They had us, they had you park on this hilly field. How, oh my God. How many cars were there? <laughs> hundreds of thousands, like That's literally insane. hundreds of thousands of cars. I see a video of that. So, uh, they had you park on this hilly field and the hilly field was huge and was also like a mile or two away from oh, the venue. Man. So you have no idea where you parked. Yeah. No idea where you parked. It's, so I got to walk a mile and then maybe another three miles. To dude, my car. So, so Sunday night is now, is now like really firing off. And by now the music's over and shit's on fire in, oh, in a God. lot of places. And I go back to our campsite, me, me and my two buddies, we get back to our campsite and my mom is there and <laughs> my poor mom is like, what is happening? I'm like, well, it appears there's a riot going on. A small riot. Yeah, we 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 know that this has kind of not been the, the most uh, pleasurable wow. weekend. Uh, so then my mom is like, I don't know where your sister is. I don't know where your sister is. I'm like, well, uh, oh my god. Well, yeah, uh, she's 16, 15 or sixteen. No. So so this is a nightmare. To me it's after a nightmare. Watching this documentary, it's a nightmare. You don't know, like these people are. They were. It, it was abhorrent the things that were happening to women at Woodstock, dude. Yeah, it was abhorrent. Yeah, uh, women would uh, 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 the the ongoing theme is show your tits. Mm. Like their people are yelling it. I watching the documentary. It was everywhere. Like it was I think disgusting. I tried to make my mom pay for the pay per view. I have a memory. <laughs> I think I might be making up that she bought it and then would not let me watch it when she saw how many tits were in it. Oh, like it was all tits. Yeah. Well, th there would be they would be on on you know, I remember seeing it in person and being really like horrified at it. And I remember watching at one point there was a, a woman on her, her partner's shoulders yeah. and people would just go up and just like Grab rip her. off their bikini rip tops. Bikini well, just tops like off. rip their tops off. And it's like, That's what are you doing? Yeah. It's not cool. No. Um, no. So, so to go back to my missing, potentially assaulted sister. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, my sister got diddled anyway. Yeah. Red hot chili peppers, right? <laughs> so no. So my mom's like, I don't know where your sister is. 
and, and and I'm like, well, listen, um, we can go look for her, or we can start tearing everything down because we gotta we gotta go. Like we gotta go. Must I, leave. I don't know how we can you go look in for any her of the right shit now. Water, right? No, we weren't in the shit water. Lucky. No, but some of the people that we parted with and the people that gave me the Swedish fish, the Swedish fish acid. Um, Champagne makes my champagne. But um, given gave me that 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 LSD. They they were flooded in the in the shit and and that you that, took shit fish. Bro. That sucked. No, it started before the shit the shit river. But so Lucky. so like fifteen minutes go by, and and we're tearing down everything. And my mom's just like, you know, I hope your sister comes back. I hope she's okay. I hope right. she's okay. And all of a sudden, we we turn and we look, and there's my sister. Walking back towards our camp with a fucking tent, like a brand new fucking tent. What? She was looting. Looting. <laughs> <laughs> you finger blast me all you want. I'm looting. <laughs> My 15 year old sister looted a tent from an Ace Hardware truck. That's awesome. That you still have it. My mom put me to put it down. No, That's she ridiculous. was like, "You're not taking that." And my sister's like, "Literally, everyone is taking shit." <laughs> Literally, <laughs> your sister seems like a fucking OG. She's like, "Nah, man, everybody's got something." Mom, have you heard of Run DMC? That's how they started. Like, so we had. To, so she had to drop the tent, and we lose pack- the tent. What's your sister's name? My sister's name's Rachel. Lose the tent, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. She was not, my mom was not happy about it. So she was like, we are, we are not contributing to this. We are not contributing to That's this. That's very cool of you. She mom. was taking the crime scene home with her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it could have up on a documentary. Bro, your right? sister's probably in it, in the looting section. I bet there's probably, I, I would love she's it She's leading she it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like chanting her name, and she's yeah. Rachel, Rachel, show yeah. your tits, show your tits. Ace Hardware is our hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mel Gibson. <laughs> so, so she, so my sister drops the tent, and uh, we split begrudgingly. We see yeah, very begrudgingly. <laughs> we fucking split, dude, and it took us like two hours. To walk to find our car. Oh God! Like we were, it was a, and were there were so it? many people. Oh, this is the, this is nineteen ninety nine. No beeper. No, no beeper. kilo century, huh? I had I had a beeper. I had legit had a you beeper. Had a pager. Oh my God! But I didn't have a. Did a, you have the characters or did you just have the numbers? I had the numbers. Man, the original the texting is you would text characters to people's pager. Well, yeah, but our pagers just used to like type boobless and stuff. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, you had the you had the characters. Oh well, no, those no, numbers. it was all numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it goes. Damn, man. Good old days. But yeah, so we ended up it took a long time to find the car and we got we got in and then we just we left. And uh it was it was it was really it was it was wild, man. It was I can't imagine. It was wild because there was there with were with your mother. Yeah, with my fucking Did mom. she go see anyone? Yeah, my mom saw my mom saw Jewel. She liked that. Okay. Uh <laughs> What else did she? Who else? I'm trying to think who else was actually there. Have you, Jewel in the documentary? I have to say, I just like I, this is so great that I didn't even know this. This is hilarious. That you no, went I to talk about this. Yeah, this yeah. is great because I literally just watched this last night. And Jewel came out and did her performance, and I always thought Jewel was a dip, but man, she's looking great still. Jewel looks amazing, yeah. and she doesn't even have the old lady hands like Madonna. And for someone who plays a lot of guitar like Jewel. <laughs> Her hands still look like. Have you studied? Nice. Does Madonna have old lady hands? Jeremy, can you pull up Madonna's hands to show oh, Jason? Oh no way! Is this yeah. Oh my I'm god. On it. All right. He's on it. It's, yeah. Madonna. Madonna thing. has a big fake butt now too. 
which has just made her hotter to me. I don't know yeah. how she did it well, again. She, is she 60 yet? Madonna is the same age Michael Jackson would be. So yeah, six in her, well, into her 60s. Yeah. Because my mom is the same age as Michael Jackson. Yeah, Madonna and Michael Jackson have the same birthday. Your mom's the same age as Madonna. Oh my God, no. Oh, oh my God. Is your mom as hot as Madonna? Is she seeing anyone? Uh, no and yes. What are you looking for? Madonna's hands. It's right there. That first oh, one is oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at Madonna's hands, bro. Wait She's got the hands of a nan, fam. Wait a second. She still looks pretty good in that one. That, that, those aren't hands; those are talents. Really yeah, good. go I, back to the one before that. Also, though, like look, look, look like no disrespect. Look at, that. Look at no, that. Yeah, and no disrespect to this at all because I would still hit though. It's look a human her. being, and human beings age. But like, dude, humans, hot, we're, we're disgusting. You know, Madonna's the hottest cat-faced plastic person <laughs> that's out right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, look up Why Madonna celebs, from human look at nature. Newbeauty.com. Why celebs are now Botoxing their hands. Oh, yeah, because Madonna, bro. Look at her hands. It looks like you can tell that she's an older woman. So, she looks fucking 43. Yeah. In the face. Oh, in 69. Oh my look God, at that yeah, human nature bro. video. Human nature, Madonna. God, get this one down here in the corner, Jeremy. Right. This one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Madonna, me and the R Man agree. Madonna has some of the most legendary tits of all time. Yeah, Huge naturals on yeah. fucking. How old were you? Chicago. How old were you when you first saw Truth or Dare? Uh, I was when it came out. I forget. Like, oh god, I had what year was that? Nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early nineties for sure. I was maybe five or six, seven, <laughs> and I knew that I wanted to get hard for her. I knew that she needed it. I would have gave it Madonna I my think, best. I think Truth or Dare was the first film I ever, where I actually saw two men kiss each other. Madonna fucks with niggas, man. Hit me. Yeah. Madonna fucking Dennis Rodman was like, oh, he was. They were together. Fucking for a throwing man. it on her, bro. They were for a man. Yeah, she was trying to have his baby so bad. Am I am I making that up that two guys make out in Truth or Dare? No, I think they do. Is that real? And I was so busy looking at Madonna, I didn't give a shit or a fuck about that. Those dancers were hot though. The dudes, yeah, they were very handsome gentlemen, dancers. and the women were also very hot. But the thing that I always, the first time I saw Madonna was like a prayer, uh, and that was one of her more reserved videos. But I was like boned up. When I, I was mean, like, she is fucking hot. Reserved dude. videos, but really had a had a purpose in mind. Oh, look at her big fake butt, dude! Oh, Hell yeah, the oh, one on the bottom corner wait here. A Next, that's second. her son. That's her adopted son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Madonna's got the fucking yeeks oh, now, bro. I thought it was baby. Don Cheadle. I was like, I didn't know Don Cheadle played the guitar. No, that's her son, and he's like, oh, you're Madonna? Guess what, bitch? <laughs> wait. <laughs> Call your friends. I got a band. What? Wait, what? Look at that hat. That hat's twelve hundred dollars. What's I, it like to have Madonna? Look at those pants. Look at Madonna's fatty, dude. Studded pants, dude. Okay. Oh, click zoom in on that one. What happened? I love what? Madonna, dude. I love Madonna on the that's on the like, bare butt. Yeah, look. That's good. I can work with. No, that. that's now in versus twenty sixteen. But now look at that fat ass. That is not. That is not, dude. Look up Madonna bikini twenty twenty one, and there stop. has to be some. Stop. You're right. We stop. don't need to do that. <laughs> I, I, Madonna is still hot to me. Madonna is still so hot to me. And here, the best story I've ever heard about Madonna in recent history, uh, Kelly Ripa, you know, live with Kelly and Ryan. Before Ryan showed up, she had like a rotating cast of fucking guest hosts, including like a teacher from nowhere who everyone really liked and wanted to get the show because he would be rich, rich beyond his wildest dreams. Of course. Really cool for a teacher to win one. For sure. And he was a great host, did a great job for someone who's not a Hollywood person, like just a regular ass dude. But they had John Leguizamo on. One of my uh, favorite I people. Everyone was John Leguizamo. He was doing a really good job, too. But where he fucked up, he told a story about hanging out with Madonna. He's like, oh, man. 
And he just like went into it like John Leguizamo, like, and Kelly's just sitting there like, oh, God, no. And he fucking goes in this story about how they used to party at Madonna's mansion where she would like that biggest, one of the biggest houses in, in Manhattan, like this giant apartment right by Jeffrey Epstein's house. And uh, he would tell stories about how they would go party at Madonna's house and she'd be there all night. And then when the party was over, Madonna would just go upstairs and she would tell them, all right, fight. And they would have to physically fight. What? To fuck Madonna. No. John Leguizamo was involved in a fight club to fuck Madonna. Did he ever win? He didn't disclose if he won. <laughs> Do you think John Leguizamo never won? I think whoever like was the strongest dude there won. I, I don't know if it was like the first one up the stairs, the first that's, one in the bedroom that's gets how, it. That's but, how like, what Dennis, happens when there's a draw? When there's a draw, she takes them both. Probably it's takes Madonna, them both, right? Bro. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's Madonna. Madonna. She's like, well, you put... She's that's, like, I'm in charge. That's why Dennis Rodman was there for so long. Dude, Dennis Rodman could, didn't give a fuck. He couldn't dude. lose. He can't lose. You can't beat you Dennis can't beat Rodman in a fist fight. He can't beat the fucking worm in defense. He's defending s- the stairs. He turned the stairs in his <laughs> mind into a fucking goal, and he was like, guess what, bitch? I'm bodying all of you. You're not getting up I'm here. I'm throwing Dak on Madonna. And then exactly. she loved it. She couldn't get enough. Oh, yeah. And fucking she would, the Dennis Rodman story That's from the real? last fucking. She would literally, like, as, like, she would have people fight. Physically fight. Physically Physical altercation over Madonna's vagina in the 90s. Who hasn't been there? Quite frankly, I fought over less. (laughs) (laughs) I fought over less and more. Love love is worth fighting for. That's the story. I think the word you were searching for, Jeremy, was kooka. Yeah, yeah, kooka. (laughs) Kooka's worth fighting for. What's the the dumbest thing you've ever done to, to get laid? I don't think I've ever done anything smart to get laid. <laughs> Go to college. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to college. I, I've never told this before. Give me, give me. I want some juice. Give me some juice. <laughs> I can't. She listens to this. She'll know. I went to college for this girl that a pseudonym. I was just attracted to. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like tell her or anything. There was no, I just knew that she went there and I was like, I'm going to apply there. If I go, maybe I'll have a shot. Wait a second. You applied to college and went to go, to, to go, to, to fuck a girl to try. <laughs> okay. And then uh, it gets way weirder than that. Okay, yeah. like, so then I, the, the dates of my homecoming, uh, f- basically followed me to college and was like living in the same dorm as me, but with like some other people down the hall and didn't go there at all for like months and months. Yeah. She like moved in and we would like hang out and stuff oh, and then so, go so, to parties. So but shortly, she, yeah. So she was just staying in the dorm room with this girl who now makes puppets in Austin. But like, <laughs> <laughs> she was really cool. Shout out to. This girl, like she followed me, not me, but she came and visited and then just fucking stayed mm-hmm. like, and then ended up like dating this baseball player that lived directly below me. And then like hanging out with this girl that lived above me and just like, was like a part of dorm life, but not attending class, not matriculated to the school in any way, Amazing. shape or form. And uh, this girl was a spectacular liar, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking, obviously. So, uh, it all culminates one night with, um, I end up almost fighting a whole baseball team because she threw a beer on me and I <laughs> grabbed one and threw it right back on her. So then literally the whole 
baseball team at the baseball house just, has cornered me against a fence. It just white knighting. Oh, and they're just white knighting like p- kid rock uh, fucking blimp biscuit hate fucking all pointed at me oh, yeah. at a costume party where I'm wearing a yellow striped polo shirt gone as Kanye West. Those were just my regular clothes. Of course. <laughs> That's better than my story. I just got married. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Miranda. <laughs> Tell her I'm not going to be able to make it over tonight. I got a boyfriend duty. Um, so I almost fought a whole baseball team over an altercation in which I th- a Amazing. beer was thrown and another beer was thrown in return to the point where uh, I this baseball team was like closing in on me in like various hilarious costumes. Yeah. Like a vampire. <laughs> like a vampire is like coming in from the corner. And then there's like a guy in like a bam bam outfit with like a rubber bat like coming up. And I'm like, oh fuck. It's like, these, the thought in my mind was light a cigarette to give yourself a minute. A minute. Right. I lit a cigarette and some baseball dude like comes up and swats it out. <gasps> and I was like, oh, Oh, shit. I was like, it's on right now or I got to fucking slunk out yeah. and I'm up against the fence. Right. My fat ass squeezed through that fence. <laughs> There's a little gap in the fence. I ducked just, out yeah. and just went and they're like heaving bottles and shit at me and all wow. this shit. Yeah, it was heavy. I almost you. had to fight a whole baseball, whole baseball team. team. How would you have done? Let me let's go position would, by position. Who, killed me. who would you have started with position? wise? Whoever was closest. Well, let's, let's, let's say, let's like, say you hey. had a choice of you. Ha- you saw their lineup. And so you're like, lineup? what position would you fuck with first? Third base. Yeah. Shortstop. <laughs> he's, he's a bitch. Short, Shortstop oh, sees a lot of action. A lot of action. You don't want to fuck with first base. Or the catcher. You don't want to fuck one? with the catcher. The catcher, not at all. You don't want to fuck with second base. Nope. Yeah, Third but that's base. the one you want to you wanna knock out first. You know what I'm saying? Catcher? Priorities. Use all your energy on the catcher first? No, shortstop. If oh, I had, I would, okay. pick, I would pick like... Uh, I, it it almost happened. I almost had to fight the whole baseball team. And if I did, I just would have started hitting the first person close to me. And then <laughs> of course, they would have all just jumped on me, and then I would have got probably beat to death, like Matthew Shepard. You already Black. had a, and you're yeah. out of beer at that point too, so you can't. Oh, there use was the, plenty of beer. Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have like no. they might have they might have put my body in the ice under the keg. Like they would have beat the shit out of me. It was like twenty fucking dudes. <laughs> so when <laughs> it was so, twenty fucking dudes, I've I've. I think I've 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 developed a new system of of defending like uh you know I guess maybe it's not the right way to say it but like when you're put in a position of right like having to almost like defend your partner's honor yeah. you know what I mean of like I don't mm-hmm. want to fist fight or physically fight somebody or whatever I've developed a system for that now I think that okay. I'm I'm like still like workshopping but I've this pulled is it, usable I'm I'm excited for I've this. pulled it off I pulled it off a little I pulled it off before. Uh, but, um, like it, it's called, it's called Jurassic parking somebody. And, okay. okay. <laughs> and so basically what, what, the way that I stumbled into this was my, my partner, uh, recently got a new tattoo and they had put up a photo on social media mm-hmm. and this dude, uh, hit them up like after not talking for literally five years was like, Hey baby, what's good? Like, okay. like literally I'll just in like slipping Classic. into the slipping up into those into those DMs up in Sup. Facebook Messenger, right? <laughs> so so we start giggling about this, about like this dude like trying he's just he's just real, real, real thirsty. And uh and so I was like, Well, let me see your phone. And this idea hit me and I was like, let me see how long I can keep him in a text conversation 
of him being convinced he's in the plot of Jurassic Park before <laughs> realizing he's actually I'm talking about <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> and dude, how does one do you, I can do you want to I can uh, I can share the time. <laughs> I would love to hear <laughs> some of these. Okay. I used to love doing that for like fast food places. What do you mean? What, what so, would you like, do? You've ever been to uh, that cute little taco joint right next to uh, Funhouse? Yeah, like, it's cool. Taco Bell. Taco. You mean Taco Bell? You, you call it a taqueria? I don't think we can say Taco Bell. It's a taqueria. But yeah, I would say <laughs> stuff like that. Or have you ever been to that cute little <laughs> burger joint on 117th in between like Walgreens and Midas? Is it called Wandy? Yeah. Wandy's? No, it's mm. called uh, Whack Arnold's. Whack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you like walk right well, up. One there. of those. You walk. You walk right up. To the kitchen, they usually have like uh, specials running every day for like dollar burgers. Okay, you, you can have that. Like, you walk right up to the kitchen, you can uh-huh. order your food however you want it. Amazing. So yeah, you just explain a fast food restaurant as if it were a real restaurant. <laughs> I love this idea. Oh, so you're like, yeah. <laughs> you were actually do, you just did it to us. Yeah, yeah without- you got me. <laughs> you got fuck me. You. Oh fuck, fuck! I see what you did, producer Jeremy. Just- Jeremy, are you familiar with that burger place with the famous actor's brother doing the cooking? <laughs> Like that? Did I do good? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did good. Good. <laughs> you did good. You know right the Chevrolet town. dealership owner? Yeah. His brother, does he blinded an Asian man? The right. two before? He's also a so. talented singer on the weekends. Yes. He, he puts out good vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. here's why here's why here's here's why I'm convinced this will always work with thirsty dudes is okay. because and you know this. As a Tell as a as a man with a with a with a hungry Strong penis, thirst, yeah. right? I uh, will dip my no. I won't. Once you start thinking with it, there's over. There's no way around it. It's over. And this is a firsthand account to all everyone that's able to hear this of exactly how men process uh, their pushing in to get their dick into something. Okay. So let loose. Daddy. This is, this is, this is me Jurassic parking. Some guy that hit on my girlfriend. <laughs> so after the tattoo post went up, he says, Hey, sweetheart, how you been? So I say, life finds a way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, say, I say, uh, laugh my fucking ass off. What's up? And he says, nothing much. Haven't seen you in years. Saw a post of yours. Figured I'd say, Hey, and try and fuck you. And I said, LOL, yeah, for real. Uh, I just got that. I'm so happy about it, referencing the tattoo. I say, how are you? He says, I'm good. Busy with work, traveling, different city every day. And he says, how are you, babe? Babe. Bold. Bold. So I go with, what city are you in tomorrow? And then the day after that. And he said, Newark, Ohio, near Columbus. And I said, and then? And he said, that back home for the weekend. And I said, Cool. Sounds like you work really hard. I've been good. Been getting ready for a trip I'm leaving for soon. (laughs) He said, I try, LOL. Where are you going on a trip to? I say, heading to Costa Rica for a few months. Well, technically, it's an island off Costa Rica. LOL. That's fucked up. He says, no shit. That's fucking amazing. And I say, studying architectural archaeology. Co-program with gene manipulation. He says, oh, babe, that's great. Oh, Babe, what a fucking chance. And then he goes, idea, colon. Let's get together this weekend. I'm always on the road, but I'd love to catch up before you leave the country. And have sex with you. And I say, and then? 
And he says, drinks and go from there. I hate plans, LOL. My work life is about plans. That's dick talk. And I say... <laughs> that is dick talk. And I say, there's got to be something you want to plan. But anyway, mm-hmm. back to what's happening on this island. That's this, almost mean. <laughs> I, go, I, go, I can't believe you didn't use the like, it, the place is really great. The owner spared no expense on anything. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, let me finish, Jeremy. Oh, shit. Oh, thank <laughs> so, you. Go in, so, King. So, so I say, but anyway, back to what's happening on this island. The shit is wild. And he now says, well, you using my face as your own personal toy sounds like a good plan, followed by a night of dehydrating you from the inside out. I like this guy. This is this is texting my girlfriend. How do you dehydrate someone from the inside out? I'm not really sure. Sucking them? Dry. I, I think you just suck them dry. Suck you, their daughter you water like, out? I th- you'd almost have to close every orifice first and then figure out yeah. one thing to suck from. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so my response, my response after that very aggressive, aggressive forward comment was. I want to eat your pussy is what he said. Yeah. Was LOL. Did you know there's a lot of serious research going into dinosaur gene manipulation, specifically in Costa Rica? It's why I'm going. So hyped. He said, well, that's awesome. I'm sure it's a great opportunity for you. And I said, while this thing is, the director is convinced that our work will one day bring back the dinosaurs. Wow. (laughs) He goes, there's literally multiple movies on how that's a bad idea. So I'm thinking like, oh, shit. He might be. He got me. He got me, right? So I go. Well, good news is they're only working with female herbivores, so they can't reproduce. But it's a cool experiment with combining frog DNA with uncovered dino juice. Yes. <laughs> wow. His response. Wow. His response. Good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> I literally say, hit him. He goes, there's lots of movies with that. You and you literally hit this motherfucker with the plot. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. So he says it makes him that makes him feel a lot better. I then say, problem is, I was recently approached by another research team asking me to share secrets with them. But if that ever got out, I'd be fucked. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I just feel like I can really trust you. He then says, yeah, don't risk. You're a mean person. He goes, yeah, don't risk it. Look after yourself after all. And I said, totally. I'm always trying to be a clever girl. Oh my <laughs> god. Clever girl. And then and then he gave a winky emoji and that was at 4:30 a.m. and I haven't gone back to the well Why yet. Why were you up at 4:30? No, no, no. He responded. I, you were I texted him fucking Hold while on. you were sending those. Hold out. on, wait, just so that you can you can see this. Uh no, no, no. I sent my last text at the bar at 1:18 a.m. Oh, and god. then he responded at 4:30 with a winky emoji after my clever girl text. That's wild. So I have to go back to that because I want to, I want to see how f- much further I can push him, but I think I've actually discovered, <laughs> I actually think I've discovered a way, a way to like, not to, to just like, like peacefully push off just idiots that think with their dicks all the time. Yeah. It's pretty late. It's just fucking like everybody out there that gets hit on by assholes, Jurassic park them or do another film. Something I would love else, to, I yeah. would love to hear somebody that blade runner somebody, dude, I or, want a last action hero. Someone <laughs> right. What the fuck? Oh my God. Hey, I, I went yeah. saw a movie with my favorite actor and I am stuck in it. Can you please help? <laughs> we are going to locations that I am not on board I'm with. I'm not on board with this. How I admire this guy's persistence. Honestly, oh, man. He, hey, wa- he wants to fuck. This, this, that, this, 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 I'll have to I, delete I, that out. No, you're but fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drop her name. 
No, or their name. I'm sorry. You're all right. We can do that too. I'm sorry. I know. I said earlier it's fine. No, yeah. Um, I'm trying to be more aware of that. It's true though. No, they are hot. I, Look, I'm really man, proud I, of that. She's, she's so cool. Such a nice person. This is our. There's the name again. Right. Shout out. Shout out. What's the timestamp on this, Jeremy? Wouldn't you like to know? You son of a this bitch. Is a fun, this is a fun one, though. No, I, this I is so keep fun. Going. But honestly, such a great person. I like you guys together. Like, you seem like you're really, like, Thanks, fucking dude. doing quite well. You just make well. it up for the fact that you said some shit earlier. No. What are you talking about? We just, no, actually, no. What actually, did I do? No, actually, during during this break. What did I do? During this break, actually, uh, they came out and met James and I out for a couple yeah, drinks. And met, James I literally just got today. to hang out for a let's, minute. Uh, let's listen to the playback here. Playback, yeah. bitch? <laughs> I didn't say anything disrespectful. Jason's my friend, and I like I it's like Rez. She's it's great. True. She is. They're really great. great. Yeah, you're all right. You're fine. I don't know what to do. I don't want to like hurt anyone. You're not hurting anyone. But I love language. Isn't it? Language is fucking weird. The best joke I've heard about that whole thing is like, as a black, there's a woman. I forget her name. I'll have to look it up. But uh, uh, she does this joke. She was in the uh, a female comedy special, like about female comics. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the only thing I don't like about pronouns is that it makes me feel like it's slave times. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. they's coming. Wow. So I'm resistant on that level. But like, honestly, I'm not resistant. I think feel like it's a bad word. It's just like I'm ignorant of it. It's something right. I'm ignorant to. Right. Surprisingly, I, also, this is the least problematic episode we've had. In a long of course time. it I is. I know, right? Like, li- listen, I'm a, I'm a, I don't, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. Me either. Ma- well, I am. You are but- <laughs> always trying to ruffle feathers. I just want people to think. I know. I like that. And too. sometimes when you do that, you gotta, you gotta What's take What's the last there? thing that really cracked your brain open? You my mom. I was talking to my mom. Yeah, and uh, she, my parents are a little bit older, and my mom remembers like she was like in high school when they went to the fucking moon and shit. Mm-hmm. And me when I, Stanley Kubrick yeah, filmed it, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> don't tell that to Buzz Aldrin. Disclaimer: Jason Dunlap does not face. believe the moon landing was faked. Dude, yeah, it was real, bro. It was we, absolutely, we spent a lot of money on that shit. And uh, quite frankly, my I was talking to my mom literally just the other day, and she was telling me about how. Uh, I've always been obsessed with like the moon landing and the pile program and all this shit. Right. And I was like, mom, I was so obsessed with all this stuff. And they were telling me stuff I'd never heard of. And she was like, oh yeah. Uh, like, and we ended up talking about like UFOs and I was like, were there a lot of UFOs when they were doing all that, like all that shit. And she was like, yeah. <gasps> I was like, what? She's like, oh yeah. There was like, people were talking about that shit all the time when they were like going to the moon. They're like seeing shit in the sky and fucking seeing like stuff that was like, probably described a lot like the stuff how it's always been described right and uh she said that it wasn't a big deal because it was like it was like 1968 and america was on fucking fire everywhere mm-hmm. it was like woodstock for america was 1968 right so the and last thing on people's minds was is just any this of that idea shit. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and so she's fucking thinking about like all that and like getting all that shit stirred up and riled up and uh I asked her about that, and it was shocking to me that she was like, yeah, there was mad crop circles. Yeah. And it was, like, on the news all the time. But they were like, yeah, that's satellites landing. Mm-hmm. That's, like, how the it was described in the press. Dude. It's just satellites crashing Dude, back the to whole, The whole 19... The entire decade of the 60s. It was an insane time. It's so... I'm, I'm re- People started really... It was the real last cultural awakening. Oh, yeah. It to, really was. To... To answer my own question, what's been cracking my brain lately is I'm reading a book right now uh, by a guy named Tom O'Neill called Chaos. Oh, I read that. You fucking read Chaos? I read that. Bro. Dude. Wait a second. You read you I read, read you the read book. Chaos. I read the whole thing. Okay, I'm on like chapter nine. I'm not all the way. Bro. 
Okay. That book is a mind fuck. Okay. That book is a mind fuck, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't, for for everybody that can't see this, James is—I've never seen him this dude, serious in his life. He's Tom, so, it's, a, it's a miracle the man who wrote that book, Tom O'Neill, is, is not alive. Killed. Holy shit! That's what it's I'm saying. It's a miracle. He ex- okay. So long let's, story we, short, let's do this. Can we do this? He re- yeah. yeah, he wrote this book. Well, he's, it started as an article, right? For Premier and Magazine. Then over twenty years yep, of 20 research years. and like lawsuits over fucking advances. Yep. Like, like they took all people the money dying back so that he people could dying. so that he could then use their off the record comments yes. to, to yeah man uh, yeah 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 yes all that shit legal stuff and then like literally took all of the money back for him that he was writing this book for because he wasn't done and he just kept working on it yep so much so to the point that he had something ready and offered the book back up and they were like okay but you're getting a co-writer and he wrote this book that basically details Charles Manson being not only just a regular ass psycho that was always in and out of the prison system to becoming and a racist hillbilly, a racist hillbilly to what can basically only be described as a, a government plant used to manipulate and infiltrate the fucking society and make people afraid. It was like a fear of tactic yeah. of the left, of the hippies. And also using the hippie movement to squash further leftists in Hollywood. Yeah, to like get the fucking Polanskis Vietnam thing rolling. All, yeah, of them. Exactly all those right. guys. And yeah. Uh, with the with the help of the Hate Ashbury Free <sighs> Clinic, oh my god, which was open from the time when Charlie Manson would take his little girls there when they would get chlamydia and shit, and allegedly and is uh, is recalled in the book probably was getting acid from the CIA, yeah, to fake take with his followers and indoctrinate them into doing all the shit that he thought was a good idea, the helter skelter shit. And it was all with the support of the Hate Ashbury Free Clinic, which closed weeks yep. after this book after was released book that released. implicated them in uh-huh. this. Yeah. A free clinic that had been on the like the Hate Ashbury, one of the most popular street corners in American history. Free clinic closed. Dude, both, decades after this. Both, Fifty years after. Both both uh the FBI's COINTELPRO program and the CIA's chaos program both had their home bases in san francisco it's right true. right down the street Dan who still works out of san francisco and what's interesting with the cia idea is legally the cia cannot operate on domestic on soil domestic soil no right can't. and and but and they have historically it's been proven oh for sure for sure midnight and, climax and one of the one of the things that really broke all that open was the folks that like very diligently went and broke into some of those offices and found the um the early uh like COINTELPRO trials and shit that were being done on folks with the LSD trials, with the acid trials, with the idea of yeah. of, of, of 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 infiltrating these leftist groups so as to kind of squash the hippie movement. Do while you think that also the squashing through Hollywood? Kool-Aid acid test might have been part of that? Uh, yeah, the I Watts, do. The Watts acid test? Absolutely. I mean, I, it, Absolutely. Looking back on it, it was literally called the Watts acid test. The Watts test. acid test. And 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 the fact, look at look at when you, then we then go about 15 years later into the 1980s with the way that the federal government introduces crack into the same neighborhoods. Which is real, yeah, the very same place. Into the exact same neighborhoods. And, and the that prosecution one, that one worked, though. Oh, we can go back. I want to go back to the chart. Now that I know you read Chaos, you asshole, I had no idea. This is fucking awesome. I also read Empire of the Summer Moon. I don't know. I don't know that book. It's a book about the Comanches and like like, the story of like the Comanche warriors in the fucking Southwest. 
Damn. It's insane. Like, okay. They are. I hate to say it. They, fuck, they were savage, dude. Yeah, yeah. They were fucking heavy. But yeah. it was, and they were the only Indian tribe that adapted. Like, horses weren't in America. Every Indian tribe ever has worked on foot until mm. the Comanches were introduced to horses that came here from Europe, and they were like, fuck it. Let's get on that. That's how they fuck. That's why you need the Texas Rangers, because right. Indians to, learned to, how to use horses. Right. And they would kidnap to white women that were like 14, like they were at Woodstock, and just fucking bury <laughs> them up to their neck in the ground and beat them over the fucking head all night in ceremonies and shit. When Babies, they, women, children. Yeah, we were the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> this one woman recounted a story where she was like, the most amazing thing about my time with the Indians was that I learned that you could beat the shit out of a baby and it wouldn't die. Wow. They, she watched this baby get buried up to its neck with everyone else and then beat all night while they smoked fucking peyote and shit around a fire. And <sighs> they would all go in a circle and just hit them in the head with this stick. And, like, they would bleed and shit. And, like, she's like, I didn't know the babies could survive that. Did they give them a tent afterwards? They would fuck them oh. and get married to them and okay, shit. And so then the women would be mean to them. Different than my sister's outcome. Yeah. She made it up. My sister got she married got a and was given a tent. Yeah. Right. She basically was the dad, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. Whitey had a tent. We are living in the field. And Whitey's got a tent. Hit it, Jeremy. I want to thank you so much for coming on, Jason. Thanks, man. Is this it? I hate to do it. We have to wrap it up. Are we done? I feel like there's so much more we have to talk about. You're always welcome to come back. We already talked about you coming back next week, so we'll see what happens. But God damn it, Jason Dunlap of fucking Royal Beast and an as-of-yet unnamed Cleveland Supergroup. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, brother. It's good to see you, man. You're doing comedy, too, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. To be... That's to be, you know, determined later. But yeah, I'm writing, man. But thank you for the support. I love you, brother. I love you too, man. All right, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Here's uh, Gil Scott here and play us out. Fuck yeah. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No turn it up. That's a good time. Give that. We didn't even get to talk as much about Charles Manson as I wanted to. I know. I, hate it. We'll I can't believe you fucking read the Iron Man ass, dude. Look at the Iron Man in for that one. He read it. He got me to read it. Did he? That book. I'm not done with it yet. I'm, I'm like still two chapters away. Like for real, that book is fucking me up, dude. When you're done, you're done. I'm about to stop. Nick Fleetwood. Nick Fleetwood. Nick Fleetwood.